Welcome to episode 22 of the Chaos Crew podcast. We would like to take this moment to thank both of our Patreon subscribers, Studio Prey and Wild Firestorm for their contributions. We hope you've been enjoying the content. Now, without further ado, let's move on to the episode. First, let's go through the blog and then we'll get to our react. Okay, so after um, the after they did some research and before she had a nap, Azalea decided to write her latest uh, blog. Best place in White Rose. Well, since this fucking city seems to be devoid of plant life, well, there's a park. I've been avoid. I've been advised not to go there. You'd think nature would have started taking back the city by now. Maybe I can help it along. I think I've just found the next best place. A library. It's supposed to be super hush hush, so I won't say much. Just that I found it and that the people there are awesome. Weed? Drinks? I think I passed an orgy in one room. Totally my kind of people. We ran into them on our way to check out the comms place and some of their people were missing. Since it was on our way, we agreed to help them out. In return, they offered an alliance and access to their library, which I am in love with. I've never seen so many books. When we were searching through the area for the people, we found these creepy blue things. We still don't know what they are, but they kind of look like blue lions with tentacle manes and turned into goo when we killed them. You. Oh, and and the goo makes you sick. There were heaps of them just quietly hanging out and and not moving. To be honest, I was kind of high when we were there, and these things were creepy, and this idea just hit me that, oh my god, what if they were the people we were looking for? What if they were somehow turned the people into them? I did not expect my pothead theory to be right. The people we were looking for had been turned into blue things. We managed to rescue the library leader's son and husband, which is great. They were blue, though. Even Nick started turning blue. I think they might have stopped the process from going further, but he's still a little blue. I mean, got back, I made some drinks, and then Kara and I headed down to their archives to do a bit of research. We even managed to get their digital library on our comms device so we can access it anywhere, which is super cool. Caught up on what White Rose looks like now. Turns out there's a lot of mean places that we should definitely avoid. I'm fucking one group who are so racist, they kill any non-human or magic user on site, so our entire party. Definitely need to avoid them. To be honest, I kinda wanna run away to the Utopia Plantation. It sounds lovely! Oh, with how much I'm starting to trust the city almost too good to be true. What if it's like those books I used to read where it turns out that the perfect society is secretly like eating people or have an underground slave system or something. I found some books on magic that have been done up in the past 70 years and I found some really cool things. And guess what? I just learned some new spells. Even cooler, I just found out how to turn into animals. Animals! I ran around the library as a squirrel for a while. It was fun. I wonder if I can change into an animal form and keep my antlers. I think that would look super cute. I also managed to find a little bit of something on Elevas. Apparently, the last word they got from them was five years ago. It's really not too long ago. It said that the villager was falling into squalor. Things there aren't great. But it's better than I feared. Oh, there's a chance. I hope, hope. Um, Dad, if there's any way you could be reading this, I hope you're doing okay. I know you. I know how that so long as nothing's attacked you, you should be okay. You taught me how to be sustainable, how to collect rain, how to forage, how to hunt, how to make a shelter in the woods. I'm sure that you can survive on your own, and I hope that one day I can come back home and find you again. I love you so much. I miss you. Azalea. Well done. Let's turn to Limey. Last time on the Chaos Crew. Chaos Crew continued on, following Nix's trail of destruction to the room where he had woken up in a cocoon and found Robert and Evan. He tried to find out what the cocoons were detecting for magic, trying to identify the metal. No magic. No idea what the metal was. Nix began smashing up more cocoons to try and find if people were inside. Most of them weren't. The one that was got his head split open in the process. Decided that instead of checking out the 
last cocoons they were going to go find where the gunshots had come from. And they ended up walking carefully down a hallway absolutely filled with the blue creatures. Very quietly snuck in behind them to surround them. <laughs> he found the room with new guys in there who were fighting. They all joined together, fought off the creatures, and then started talking to their names were Steve and Bob. Steve and Bob told them that they were the only survivors left and that did still want to clear out the place. Uh, they'd rather live. So the chaos crew agreed that maybe once they'd help their people, they could come back and clear it out rather than burning down the building. But they all headed back and went on with various relaxation techniques. Zalia made some drinks. She and Kara went to the library to do some research. And Nyx got healed, stopped the bluing process, and fell asleep and talked to some others. And Binks went to talk to, talk to Brad about who burnt down his forest, killing his clan, and found out the horrifying secret that was someone called Lasley, his sister. Alright, let me jump back to the map that you guys are on here. So, you guys had quite the adventure last session. Got yourselves into a little bit of shit. Got yourselves out of a little bit of shit. Uh, had some relaxation towards the end of it. Possibly almost kind of died, but you didn't, so it's all good. Upon coming back to the librarian's base of operations, you've decided, you guys have decided that it might be some time just for some respite. Some rest and relaxation. Not long, but just enough to gather yourselves up. So, you guys have decided that, you know, just enough time to recharge your batteries. It's been a, it's been a couple of days at this point. And so it's, it's been a couple of days. You guys have had time to get to know some of the people, you know, get to know the grounds a little bit. You've actually had a decent time until the second night when you guys fall asleep in your nice soft flush beds and you wake up in plushier beds you don't remember falling asleep in. I want you all to roll me perception checks. Those of you that have rolled over a seven, you hear the slight breathing of your comrades coming from the same room. And as you look around, you're not in the university dorms. You're actually in what appears to be an old school tavern room. Those of you that rolled over 15 hear chattering and what appears to be old school wagon carriages rolling down the street outside through an open window. As you guys pull yourselves out of bed, there's a slight knock on the door and a couple of lanterns on the wall light themselves. And I'm going to open the floor to the party. Who lit the lanterns? The barbarian jumps at this lantern turning on. Would knowledge means be able to tell us if we traveled through time? You are more than welcome to roll it should you so wish. Are there windows in the room? There are windows in this room, yes. Uh, with that knowledge planes roll of nine, you know fuck all. Uh, Azalea is going to go to the window and look out of it. Yeah, so you look out the window. Uh, what specifically are you looking for? Just to, like, general what's out there right now. Like, what, um, what's changed other than clearly we're not in the same room. The first thing that you notice is that you are no longer in the city. You are in what appears to be a small town. The second thing that you notice is there are no paved roads. Everybody is wearing old-timey garb, and most of the houses are made out of wood. People are chatting animatedly, and it looks to be about mid-ish day. Oh, this place is much worth my style. Sorry, not not midday. You're you're looking. You know what, Skirt? We're gonna set the time at the beginning of the day. I'm gonna go over to the door, and without opening it first, I'm gonna be like, "Who's there?" I'm gonna call out, "Who's there?" Innkeeper, breakfast is on the table. When you're ready, got a feast for you this morning after that generous tipping you gave me last night. Last night. Okay, so uh, we're not in the city. We don't remember that. There's people in old tiny clothing, and there is so much more natural stuff here. It's amazing. 
reason I miss the small towns. Yeah, I'd like to know where the heck we are. Yeah, maybe we should go figure it out. I mean, that's a novel idea. But... Let, let's go have that breakfast. Maybe we might be able to talk to some people. While we're on our way down to eat breakfast, can I get a knowledge history check? I absolutely can. Your knowledge history. Uh, unfortunately, you don't have enough information to go on at the moment to tell kind of where you are or possibly when you are. Considering the fact I've looked out the window, can I try and tell? Uh, I mean, you've seen signs. You don't see, like, town names or anything like that. Um, you don't really see any identifying markings other than, you know, this might be a tanner, this might be a blacksmith, um, this might be a general goods store. Can I tell the era? Can, can you tell the era? Oh, like, by the people's dress. Actually, you know what? Arjun might know this as well, with the knowledge history. Uh, you guys are looking somewhere along medieval. We're talking centuries before you guys were born. You know what? Considering the fact, considering the fact that, uh, we woke up in the future after dying, waking up in the past, not that phase. Really? It's not that different, is it? It's not as weird. It isn't really all that surprising. I'm not dead this time, so let's roll with it. Can I check my inventory and see if I still have all of my possessions, including the modern ones, or if they've magically disappeared when we were transported? Sure can. Roll me a perception check. For those of you that rolled a perception checks, anybody who had modern weaponry, your, your, your modern weapons are gone. You have swords, bows and arrows, daggers, no guns. And what about the people who cast magic? Those who cast magic find no flaw with their magic. It works just like it normally should. So tell me, what is, what is our party doing? Shall we go eat breakfast and try to figure out where the hell we are? Yeah, talk to that innkeeper. You guys are moving on downstairs then? Yeah. We want food and drink. You guys move downstairs out of the single room. There's only a couple of rooms upstairs. It's like a fairly moderate tavern. Um, as you move downstairs, the, the downstairs, there's lots of people chatting and talking and whatnot. You know, they're early risers. Random question. What's the question? Oh, how, how big is this place? Because I'm going to be moving really difficultly if it's small. That's well, about the size of a standard tavern. Nyx should be able to move around. Fine. There's a few, a few tables uh, scattered around. People are eating and in front of them they've got like massive plates of bread, cheeses, and beef, and or meat, and liquid in cups. And they're all just kind of chatting animatedly and merrily. And bartender looks over as you guys walk down. He's like, so you guys finally got out of bed. Good morning. I hope you slept well. I'm sorry about the cold last night. It's uh, getting to be about that time of year where uh, autumn's starting to surrender to winter this time. I think we drank a little bit too much last night. Where are we again? Oh, well, we're, we're actually just at the foot of Drosker's Crag. Can we order food and booze? Yeah, sure can. And brings the food out. I would like um, look about and see if the people are humans or variants. Variants. Did we pay for this food? Uh, you did not. According to him, you guys ate enough last night. The, the actual name of the town? Duncan's Hollow. Would we have received change last night? Uh, your, your 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 purse sizes remain the same. You didn't get any change from him, but the coins are different. Ah, what years on the coins? Are, are they minted with coins? They're, they're not minted. They're literally, they're literally just golds and silver pieces and copper pieces. So, yeah, he, in short order, he brings out like mountains of food for you guys. More food than you've probably ever seen in your life and He's got like one plate for each of you, along with copious amounts of drink. He just kind of looks at you and he smiles and he's like, if you guys ever need anything, you just let me know. He's like, I'm here at your service. Jesus, how much did we do? I would like your name, please. At this point, I'm leaving over to Binks and going, how much did we hit him last night? How much did we drink last night? Good point. I never get blackout ever. Does anybody remember what the hell happened last night? Literally not, because I sure I don't remember any of this. I mean, we we all went to sleep in the library, right? Because there was something funky in the pages we were reading last night. I read some magic books, but none of that would do this. My name, for those of you that are curious, says the giant, says the half-elf, is Ezra Bearclaw. Ezra. E-S-R-A and Bearclaw. And this is the gulping lizard. We appreciate the hospitality. At least I can do. It's not every day somebody comes in and drops that amount of coin on my table. So, like I said, I can 
consider me at your disposal. How much we pay you? Let's just say it's enough to keep me going for the next six months. Well, I'm glad we could help you. Well, that's good. This is a little bit of business. Give me a chance to get caught up on my bills and maybe actually make some headway in the debt that I owe for this place. Glad we could help you. Did we say why we were here by chance? Huh. Same reason I, I expect everybody else. Uh, everybody's here. Uh, everybody's here. You're here for the carnival. Mm. She came to town in the last couple of days. They just finished setting up last night, actually. Had a bunch of them in here. You guys seemed really friendly with them. We're gonna move down to John Fox. Are you doing anything? What are you doing? I'm just kind of eating. Gira. Still trying to figure things out. And I'm staring at the staring at the ink hanger. And half leaning over, looking at being mouthing. What the heck did we do last night? All right. Mix. Your perception check, from what you can tell, your food's fine. It's normal. It's just, it's food. And we're gonna move down to... Azalea. Exactly how much did we drink last night? I mean, I'd assume with how much we gave you, the alcohol just kept coming. Uh, yeah, so between you and Arnie, you guys emptied three of my best kegs. I would explain why none of us can remember last night. So, he just kind of points behind him, and as you guys look behind him, you see giant barrels, like the ones they used to have beer and wine and spirits in. It's like, those ones. You guys drained three of them. So they're like brewing barrels? Yeah, they're like old, old brewing barrels. But yeah, no, he's like, I, like, for the amount of cash that you guys dropped on me, I had no issues keeping the booze flowing, and I kept an eye on you last night and put you guys to bed. I look over at Azalea, and I was just like, that seems normal. Oh, thank you so much, Azalea. Hospitality is kind of the name of the game where I'm from. Uh, somebody else was saying something. Oh, I don't know, I was saying, like, I look over at Azalea and then toward, like, the, the kegs, and I was just like, yeah, that looks kind of normal with the two of us. And then... Very! The only difference, uh, I don't get hungover, and I've never been blackout drunk in my life. Why don't we remember any... Don't know. And he basically looks at looks at you a lot and he's like when you guys are ready um if you would like a guided tour down to the carnival i can give you that if you guys would like to mosey on your way and take a look at uh take a look through town as i don't recall seeing you here before you're welcome to do that too just kind of drop in and let me know and don't worry about anything you leave in the room i'll, I'll make sure that's kept safe for you our clothes and normal clothes your standard clothes yes oh sorry no so any of you that are wearing monday clothing would have medieval um sorry medieval uh equivalent so even our clothing how, how how the fuck did we get into different clothes? I swear we go to sleep and we're late. We wake up and we're dead. Go wake up again. I swear. You know what? Maybe we take like advantage and go check out the carnival. Um, can I can I ask can I ask the bartender? Um, um, the so which way is White Rose? White Rose. White Rose. He just he's kind of thinking for a minute. It takes him a moment, and he's just like. I'm sorry. I've not heard of White Rose. Um, where, what part of the world is it in? Well, I don't know about you guys, but after what we've been through lately, we could definitely use a day off and enjoy a carnival. I agree. Let's go for it. Anybody else have any any input? Uh, she did. I don't know if you heard me. She did ask the innkeeper if he'd heard of Elabeth. She's like, no, I'm sorry. It doesn't ring a bell, but that doesn't mean it's not out there. It's just not here. Okay, Bear, if you ever do find them, I highly recommend going to them for alcohol. They've had centuries and centuries of experience and are some of the best alcohols out there of every kind. Also a question uh, thrown out, what day is today? Can't rightly remember at the moment. I think it's a Thursday. I mean, it's been a busy week. Here? He just kind of mutters to himself as somebody asks for the year and he turns around and he goes back to, and he picks up a broom and he goes back and he goes to sweeping. I'm gonna give him the, the barkeep like 10 gold for that guy to tour. Hey, he'll give you the guy to tour, not a problem. Slide it over, he can just kind of slide it over and pick it up. He'll look at it and he's like, like, Jesus, what is the party doing? Uh, Ezra just kind of looks up. He's like, oh, are, are you guys already? I figured you'd be going upstairs to get changed or, you know, uh, uh, I don't know. Are you guys ready? Yes. Let's do this. Sure. As I lay guys up and look for a pretty address. <laughs> do you have to buy it or are you just, or, or do you, 
we just have that stuff up there? Nope, right. you've got what you've got on you. Finding out. Might look for a pretty dress place on my way. Absolutely. He just kind of leads you out of the tavern. He's like, all right, so here on the right-hand side, we've got the general goods store. And on the left, on the left-hand side, we've got kind of, I guess you'd call that a church, although I don't really know I'd call it a church. Between you and me, priest isn't exactly all that highest. He walks up the street and he's like, this bar belongs to, this bar actually belongs to a good friend of mine. Kind of odd for a small town now that I think of it. But I mean, what what's business between friends, right? And he just kind of keeps walking up in the tent. He takes you about an hour or two and he leads you through this tent. He points out all the little places and you actually do find uh, a, a dress place and you happen to find a dress that you like. Oh, uh, jazz. And you pay the shopkeep for the dress and the shop lets you wear the dress right out of the store. You can put the rest of your stuff in your backpack. And you eventually leave. How much was the dress? It's not a cheap, not a, not a cheap dress, but it's, I mean, it's not the most expensive. Say about eight gold, give or take. Sweet. Eventually, he leads you to, it takes about an hour or two. He kind of gives you this guided tour. He's like, here's where all the shops are, and here's where all the houses are. Not really a big town. Kind of a small town, actually. But, as you guys near the carnival, he actually gives you guys, each one of you, get your own map of the, car of the carnival grounds. Carnival of Tears, that's not ominous. He's like, I hope you guys enjoy the carnival. They only come through uh, once every couple of years, and um, we we look forward to them every time they come through. We used to have a carnival that came through every year, so more like every five years. It was really rare, and I, it was so sad because I loved it so much, but you know, being a small town, they don't really come that way, do they? Mm, not really. You know, there's not really enough attraction to bring them in. They make sure to hit us every cup just to make sure they've got the loop complete, but we're not really big enough to bring in, we're not really big enough to bring in the amount of attraction. Do I, have I seen a tree? Yes, trees are like all over the place here. I run and hug a tree. I literally hug the tree. And I, I just, I'm going, I'm so much. Atelia, you're going to ruin that dress of yours. I'm gonna narrate some shit for you guys here. Give me one second. Strange winds blow down from Drosker's crag, bringing on an early winter. The ground crunches underfoot with a thick frost, and autumn surrenders without a fight. Days grow shorter, and stars hold court in the darkness reigning above. An unnatural cold permeates the town, and Boam, uh, Boam River's jubilant voice is frozen under the ice. Birds abandon their nests for warmer climes. Their song silenced by winter's grim embrace. The frozen riverbank now hosts a shimmering respite from the gloomy cold in the form of garish tents, joyful shouts, and sumptuous smells. Winds carnivals come to town. As you go, as you guys draw closer, gaiety and laughter cut through the cold wind. Uh, the cold wind. And the e and even the sky shun sky shy sun peeks from uh, peeks its face from around the gathering winter clouds. Children squeal with delight in gasp and awe of the sights, sounds, and smells of Queen's Carnival. Titans wheel, creaks, and groans as a burly lumberjack tests his might with a hefty spin. Family rushes giggling into the sprawling ice maze to the north, and dozens of happy skaters flit about on rinks atop the frozen river. Carnival dolls are handed out to wide-eyed townsfolk as prizes, and a menagerie of freakish creatures and glowing land turns beckons the curious. Garish skirts and scanty veils call, to, uh, call others to a different breed of voyeurism altogether. Treats and wonders abound for young and old to enjoy, and for a time, early winter is forgotten joyful revelry and now i'm the, the tavern keeper basically just looks at you and he's like i hope you guys enjoy yourselves it's not often we get a treat such as this please enjoy all that our town has to offer now if you'll excuse me i must uh head back to mind my tavern after all you know that beer is not gonna brew itself and that food stuff well, i mean it's no good to anybody if it's cold that's true thank you this is gonna be so fun where do we want to start i want to start with the 
candy apples! There's candy apples! I've only got a few maps for a few specific areas, so most of this is going to be back and forth. Um, second. you guys find CT1 on the map. In the bottom right-hand corner, somewhere. As you guys walk into the carnival, after the bar- after the tavern keeper has left you, adjacent pairs of rickety, rickety podiums tacked together from pieces of apple crates form raggedy ticket booths that mark various entrances to the carnival. Eager-faced fairgoers cram about them, gleaning wonderment from baited posters promising stilt walkers, terrifying rides, and all manner of freaks. Tirelessly working the booths, baggy-eyed carnies busily hawk tickets to various events and do and do their best to direct the stream of excited townsfolk. A crowd of unwashed beggars, shielded from the winter's harsh kiss by nothing more than tattered rags, huddles by the entrance <clears throat> to the carnival, pleading with, pa- with passerby for a few meager hoppers for a bit of food to see them through. Many are children or old men, and women fallen on hard times. A good number are maimed from lumbering accidents or crippled by horrible bout with leg or pneumonia. Rich merchants turned a blind eye, a blind eye, uh, indigent, um, the, ha- the haggard people, pretending not to see or hear them at all. And lumberjacks snarl, guffaw, or even kick at the dirty beggars as they stroll into the carnival to spend their coins on games, shows, and other festivities. Hey, that's not fucking cool. I sit back to the asshole's clothing. One of the guys doesn't really notice, and he just keeps on walking. Until he gets a few steps in, and things start to be a little warm. And he whirls around, he sees the tail end of his cloaks on fire, and he throws it to the ground, and he stomps on it. Picks it up, puts it back on, and keeps on walking. Can I can I grab the person who kicks them and just kind of and and kind of forces and tries to convince them to uh, give money instead of uh, being rude? Uh, by the time you think about doing this, he's gone. Damn. I'm gonna. I'm sorry that he treated you like that, and I'm gonna give each of them one gold. Okay. As you guys hand the gold to them, each one of the beggars they just kind of look down and they look up and they're like, I, I don't have anything to give you. I'm sorry. They don't need to give us anything at all. One of the wi- one of the women one of the women looks like they're on the edge of tears and they're like the very generous of you my m- myself and my kids are going to eat tonight because of you you're very welcome and i want to give her a hug yeah she she just she she gives you a hug back hands down. thank you thank you so much you're very welcome i'm glad that your kids can eat tonight i'm sorry about the way you were treated Pe- people like you are few and far between it's not often that people like you stroll through gates like this more, m- most people are more concerned about what they can do to enhance their own pleasure than worrying about people like us that's dumb i think everyone should have Fun. And it's people's jobs to make sure that themselves and everyone else around them has fun too. Everybody should be treated with decent decency and humanity. A couple of people just kind of stop and stare at you as you as you talk to these folk, and they just kind of scoff and walk past through the gates. And one by one, one one by one, each of these homeless people they just kind of disperse and they head back to you know wherever they came from, tightly holding their gold pieces. I I do not have an I do not have a high enough dex to to um, intimidate or cause mayhem with the scoffing humans, right? You don't manage to grab any of them. Or can I can I say intimidate any of them by any chance? Roll me an intimidate check. No, they just kind of look at you and they're like, yeah, mind your own fucking business. They just keep on moving. Can I go try and sneak up behind them and snatch some of their shit out of their pocket? Roll me a sleight of hand check. You reach over with your hand and you attempt to reach into his pockets. Grab whatever you can. That just kind of stops for a minute. Just kind of looks around. He's like, it's off here. He reaches back to scratch his back and just as he does, you pull your hand away with a satchel in it. 200 gold. Nice. And the guy just keeps on going. Where are you guys going? This carnival is open for you to, for you guys to explore. 
floor as you as you so choose. Saylia goes to the candy apples. Candy apples, huh? So you guys head over to the candy apples. I, I assume that all of us are just gonna try this. I don't think that Nyx has ever seen a candy apple. As you walk up before this small tent, a charming old woman rocks easily in her worker chair, happily sitting apples on a clean on clean whittled sticks and dipping them into a pot of sweet caramel. Parents and children patiently wait their turns to purchase their wrist confections as you walk up. They all look really, really excited. And, you know, every once in a while, you see people walking away with what look like immaculately coated. And I mean, she's not skimping on, on this caramel at all. They are immaculately coated in caramel. Enough, uh, they're enough to give anybody a cavity. Okay, well, we, I, now now, now, Nyx is curious because he's never seen one before, so and they look interesting. As they're waiting, Azalea's just kind of bobbing on the spot excitedly, like... As you guys are waiting in line, you're just kind of watching up front, excitedly waiting for your turns like everybody else is, or you hear somebody screaming from up near the top of the line, or up near the beginning of the, up near the front of the line. One of these kids that's been, you know, grabbing these, gra uh, grabbing a candy apple, actually takes too big of a bite and looks like he's choking. Yeah, um, can I, uh, help him? Feel check, I'd assume? As you walk up, this child is definitely choking, yeah. You just kind of walk up and you look at the, you look at the, the adult standing here and you're like, back up, back up, I'm a healer, please. And I just kind of give you room. You walk up and you, you know, put your, you do like the Heimlich maneuver, and it do it's not long before this piece of apple just literally comes sliding out of his mouth. And this kid just kind of looks up with tears in his eyes and he's like, Thank you. Except a little more sad than that because I can't do sad. I can't do sad voices like that. Yeah, so something like that. You might want to chew it better next time. I'll try and eat it properly. Properly next time. Got a little too excited. I, 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 I'm sorry. Smaller bites. I know I'm excited too. And he just kind of rushes over to his mom and cries. And his mom just kind of looks at you. And she's like, "Thank you. I don't. I, I don't know what we would have done without you." While I am up front, can I cast detect poison on the apples? The apples, as far as you can tell, there's no poison in them. As you guys are just kind of chatting with the with the adult, the old woman sitting in that rocking chair, she's spitting these apples on the sticks and dipping them in the caramel she just kind of stands up and she looks at the people standing around the table collecting money in exchange for these apples and she's like just hold on a second she walks over to your group you're not from around here nope. no is it obvious saw what you did for that kid good thing you guys were standing in the line here's what i'm gonna do i'm gonna give you guys each a complimentary caramel apple no charge oh thank you you're so kind why because it's not often that people would step up to the plate like that around these no one cares if someone's dying Man, people must hair must be really horrible. I mean, people die here all the time. I'm just trying to reward some generosity and caring. Is that too much? Is it really that suspicious? Absolutely not. No, no, not you. We're more just worried about people. Like, I've never been in a place where people just don't seem to care. You, you said that people here die and that we, we saw people being bullied at the gate. And I don't know, it just makes me sad. Fortunately, it's a sad state of affairs around here. But I mean, we're all just trying to get by. So yeah, you know, for your general, uh, for your kind, you know, just consider the treats on me. They're delicious. And what I've been told, some of the best around. Thank you so much. I'm gonna slip the gold into her pocket anyway. Kinda looks at you and she smiles pleasantly. Thank you very much. Appreciate that. Is it like this everywhere? What, with people not caring? Around these parts it is. You know who's in charge, who, who lets it be like that? Oh, I mean, each town's got their mayors. I mean, each large city's got their mayor. Each town, town and city generally govern themselves. This is starting to sound like my hometown too much. Can I ask her if there's been any strange goings on or like anything odd happening recently? Because, you know, we just kind of, I'm not going to tell her this, but like we just kind of ended up here. I wondered if anybody else did or if anything else weird was happening. Perception check. Got a perception. Mm. Diplomacy will work. And then I want you to tell me exactly what you're saying to her. All right. 
So have there been anything strange going on around town? We woke up not remembering much this morning and maybe it was the drink last night or maybe it was just a rough day, but I don't know, I've had this weird feeling. Can you tell us anything about what's going on in town besides the carnival? Hmm, not much as far as I know, it's a small town. Um... We pass through here every couple of years, and, um, I mean, it's not a great living, but even less carnival folk, we just, we kind of stick together and look after our own, you know? We kind of take care of each other, and there always seems to be enough food to go around, and there always seems to be a red. I don't really know, it's kind of a, kind of a modest living. Sphere, I kind of wanted to run away at the carnival when I was little. And do what, Amaranthi? I mean, Azalea, sorry. I don't know, but I can do luck! That's all, like I said, I just wanted to come over and thank you for, for your, uh, kindness, and I of wanted to give you something to say thank you. So if you, if you don't mind me, I'm going to get back to Caramel Apple's nose. You can see the line's grown quite a bit, and um, we're, uh, we're going to continue on with business here. Yes. Great! You're doing amazing! So, this this old woman, she uh, she goes back to her rocking chair, you know, and she's sitting in the rocking chair just like she never got up. She's got another caramel apple in her hand, almost coated. She kind of hands it to one of her assistants, and they run over and they put it on the table, and the little sticky thing that they've got, and it's business as normal for her. Leah happily munches her, her um, candy apple. So, where are we going to next? We should go to the modern wonders. That sounds exciting. Nyx is kind of just staring over at all the ice areas. He just like like trying not to like stare because he really wants to go over there. It's all, it's up to the party, guys. This is this is your adventure. Where are you guys going? How about the modern thing first, and then we'll go over to the ice for next. Okay, sounds good. I mean, they're right next to each other. I have never been skating. It never gets cold enough. We gotta teach you how to skate. You guys go to the modern wonders tent. At the edge of the cut of uh, the cut yard stands an obscenely large tent that covers a sizable portion of ground with its drab, re-stained canvas laps, strange sounds chugging, uh, strange sounds chugging lungs, grinding crunches, and a loud, high-pitched buzzing driven within. Every so often, a whistling boom interrupts the ca- uh, the cacophonous orchestra punctuated by a geyser thick black soot that shoots through a hole in the top of the tent. Dozens of wide-eyed children scramble about the perimeter, e- eagerly sneaking peeks beneath the flaps or through knife holes poked into the canvas. They quickly dash off before the thick-booted lumberman groundskeeper can get a hold of them, trailing from the front lap around the side of the tent. A long line of lumberjacks, mill workers, and well-dressed individual- individuals, presumably lumber barons, eagerly awaits entry. I think we should get in line to see what all this technology is about. Maybe Maybe we'll learn something lost to the ages here. Yeah. You guys get into line, and it's not really long. This line moves fairly quickly, despite the amount of people in this line. And soon it's your turn to go into the into the the guy at the front of the tent. Basically, looks at you and says, "One silver, please. One silver. Sorry, one silver per person, please." Let's use the stolen money. Yeah, let's do that. So as you guys you guys pay up, you guys pay up, and as you get in, the tent is crammed with strange towering devices of iron and steel held together on timber frames. The machines undulate to unnaturally precise rhythms, greasy cogs swelch, slowly rotating gear wheels and axles, circumnavigating the colossal machines, a wooden length walkway safely parades fairgoers through the tent, while signboards posted before each machine extol their abilities and efficiencies. All manner of machines here, from, you know, log cutters, to things that belong in mills, to things that might belong in, I don't know, flour mills, or paper mills, or metal shop. Basically, there's anything and everything, techno- technological-wise, for an era like this that you could imagine. This is so cool! Look at that! Oh my gosh, is that what that 
nothing does. I always wondered. Ha, they got that wrong. I'm looking around, trying to figure out what's going on. Roll me a perception check. Can I roll a knowledge technology check? What, what are you looking for for the knowledge technology? Just to, like, see if I can learn more about these machines. Just more information about how they work and how they were created, stuff like that. Simple mechanics. Just one piece welded to another or one piece hammered to another. The way that they're pieced together, though, is actually rather ingenious for what appears to be the time. The rest of the party, you guys hear a slight yelp from 20 feet behind you. The party finds themselves in strange lands. They didn't wake up where they went to sleep. They went to sleep in the library and woke up in a medieval town? And now there's something about a carnival. And despite everything the party thinks they know, something seems kind of off about this carnival. What's going on? Where are they? You guys are going to have to wait until next week because unfortunately we have run out of time once again. Signing off once again for the Chaos Crew podcast, we invite you to join us next week.